Welcome back, Giants fans. Week number 13 reaction against the Miami Dolphins. The Giants lose this one 20-9. I have an announcement. I think the season's over. I've been holding out some hope that the Giants can go on this December slash January run where they can just win some games and kind of get themselves back in that playoff hunt. But this was it for me. This is pretty much the loss that broke uh, that broke Mike's back. We'll put it that way. Not the camel. It's me. It broke my back. So I'm pretty much out on this year, kind of mentally preparing for 2022. We do have some games left, obviously. I think there's like five or six games left now, maybe five. But um, in terms of having any hope of winning anything this year, it's probably not going to happen. So you can still hold out hope yourself. I'm not going to tell you how to root for your team. But just for me personally, I'm just telling you guys, I mean, that's it for me. Time to go you know, research some draft prospects. And we have two high picks, which is good. But the Bears lost today, which is nice. That's one positive. So... I will say, I mean, I had a weird day this morning. I woke up at like 1.15. I missed the first few minutes of the game. It's the first time I missed any minutes of a Giants game since a Bears game in 2016. The Giants won that game, and that's because I overslept that one as well. So sometimes I am just notorious for just waking up too late, and today was one of those instances. I guess the uh, the NyQuil kind of kicked my ass. Anyway, so speaking of kicking ass, the Miami Dolphins, yes. So they went out there, and they won this game. I mean, it wasn't like a dominant victory. It was the typical Miami Dolphins offense, how they would just do like this RPO crap and throw it to the flat. They'd make guys miss, and they'd pick up first downs and just dink and dink, dink and dunk their way up the field. And I tweeted that, actually. I was like, Joe Judge probably loves this offense that Miami has. It's like the offense that Joe Judge envisions where you don't take too many deep shots, but you work your way up the field. And they're more efficient, obviously, than the Giants are. They have their weapons healthy, unlike the Giants outside of Will Fuller. But um, they got Devontae Parker back. He was pretty big in this game. We saw the big catch he had late in this game. So... You know, credit to Miami. They took care of their business, but we'll talk about the Giants now. Mike Glennon was uh, not good at all. We'll go over his stats, actually. He started out the game okay, but just, out, you know, after that, it was awful. 23 of 44, 187, no touchdowns, one interception. I think Glennon started out like 8 for 9, and the one inter- uh, the one incompletion was an interception. He went on a deep ball to, I think, Slayton, and it was a bit underthrown, and Javon Holland maybe came down with it, or he was in that play, I forget. But he threw an interception, and then after that, Mike Glennon kind of just mentally unraveled and turned into garbage. He had some missed throws. He had one missed throw to Evan Engram. I don't know whose fault it was. It looked like Glennon's fault, where Engram honestly could have had a touchdown there. That could have changed the game, by the way. That one play... It was the middle of the third quarter, and if Evan Engram caught that ball, he was gone. It would have made it a 13-10 Giants lead in the third quarter. So once again, that could have changed the game right there. But, um, you know, he also missed the throw to John Ross. That was blatantly Mike Glennon's fault. He threw behind John Ross. It would have been a nice game. So, yeah, he made some pretty rough-looking throws in this game. But um, I guess the first half of the first quarter, he was fine. But, yeah, Mike Glennon... Not a good backup quarterback. I think we know that by now. There's a reason the guy's a lifelong backup. And, you know, whether it's Daniel Jones, whether it's Mike Glennon, this offense stinks. And I saw that Mike Glennon has a concussion now, so it might be Jake Fromm next week if Daniel Jones can't go. So maybe we'll see that. I have no idea. Um, for Saquon Barkley, he wasn't that bad. I mean, definitely not as bad as the last couple weeks. He had 11 carries for 55 yards on the ground. I think a couple of those runs were like garbage time type runs, but, you know, still, Saquon Barkley had a decent day, but the drops were bad. He had at least two drops in the receiving game, 
And this was a guy, of course, that they were trying to tell us is he is a generational back, can do it all, makes everybody better, makes your quarterback better. But he was not helping his quarterback today, just dropping easy passes. And um, you just can't have that stuff. Saquon Barkley, we expect better from you. You know, it's not your fault you went second overall, but you're painted out to be this tremendous NFL player. And we just have not seen it. Once again, it wasn't a horrible day for Saquon, but the drops were an issue. I will say that Devontae Booker was six for 36 on the ground. So he was pretty good as well. Had a couple nice runs himself. So uh, Devontae and Saquon weren't too bad outside of Saquon's drops. The running game wasn't like horrible, but they only had 17 combined carries in this game. So they were not running the ball too much to begin with. Evan Engram actually kind of played well. Four for 61. I mentioned he could have had that monster touchdown. That would have been like, that could have changed the entire game. I must say, if you guys know what play I'm talking about, you probably agree. Uh, um, you know, Glennon had him down the left sideline and then Engram got turned around and it was an incomplete pass off Engram's hand, I believe. So um, that was a big missed opportunity in this game. Kenny Galladay left at one point, I think in the second quarter with like a rib injury, came back. He had three for 37 in this game. So not great for a guy you're paying a ton of money to. Farrell Cooper, two for 21. Saquon was six for 19. A lot of catches for Saquon there. Uh, Kyle Rudolph had a catch on the first drive I saw. So, yeah, I mean, there was not anyone in the receiving game that was great today. I thought Engram played pretty well. But, you know, when you have Mike Glennon throwing you terrible balls, it's hard to really have a great receiver. So it just it starts with Glennon and the receivers. I mean, you know, they could have been better. But a lot of these passes were not accurate, so I can't blame them too much. The offensive line, I feel like, had one of their better games in a while. It wasn't the worst, except Mike Glennon had a, you know, a back-to-back play span where he was sacked twice in a row and the offensive line looked terrible I think Jalen Phillips had both uh sacks the rookie for Miami so yeah I mean you know don't want to see that of course but the offensive line wasn't like terrible for the entire game like for the for the most part they were a competent offensive line but they had a couple of instances the one where Jalen Phillips got the back-to-back sacks where they looked very bad. So there is that. Um, But yeah, the offensive line wasn't the reason the Giants lost the game. I'll put it that way. I mean, it's pretty much for the offense. The Giants have one of the, if not the worst offenses in football. I think they have like three touchdowns their past three games or something crazy like that. They have like 27 points their past three games. It's embarrassing. I mean, I don't know what else to say at this point. I mean, we're all just, you know, we're not surprised. We're used to it. And, um, Maybe getting rid of Jason Garrett didn't fix the entire problem. I don't know. I mean, it is Jason Garrett's offense still, but obviously Freddie Kitchens coming in did not really make the the giant difference, no pun intended, that we wanted it to be. So um, I know that we didn't have our starting quarterback, and hopefully he is back next week and we see better numbers, but... I don't know. It's just, it's embarrassingly bad. And this has to be the worst Giants offense I've seen in my life. So it's, it's pretty embarrassing. Um, all right, we'll get to Joe Judge later, kind of save that for the end, but we'll get to the defense. I mean, Tay Crowder played a really nice game. I mean, this was one of the best all-around Tay Crowder games I've seen in a while, so definitely happy for him. He had nine total tackles in this game, pretty good in coverage from what I saw. So Crowder, I mean, look, he'll never be a star in this league, but if Crowder can be a uh, just starting-level player, it's definitely a, a big you know, hit in the draft based on where he was taken. So, yeah, I mean, Tay Crowder was nice in this game. Reggie Raglan was okay. Um, Aaron Robinson, he continues to impress. I know Robinson had a couple of instances where uh, had some like mental lapses, but outside of that, like he 
was doing really well in coverage once again. He had that one play where it was kind of a pass breakup, but not really in the end zone on Mike Gusecki, where he was full extension, tried to hit the ball, and he did not touch it, but it hit off Gusecki's face mask and was incomplete. So I give Aaron Robinson credit there for just, you know, getting in the way, if you will. So yeah, Aaron Robinson's been really good. So I'm excited to see what, you know, his rookie season has for us the rest of the year. Definitely one of the few guys that's like worth watching right now, but um, he's been exciting and so far pretty good. So I am definitely excited to see where he uh, finishes out this year and hopefully he's a future piece of this team. Xavier McKinney, no interception, almost had one in the first quarter, I believe, on a uh, deflection, but you know, he had six tackles in this game, so he wasn't that bad. I mean, Xavier McKinney, we're hoping for an interception every week, of course, at this point, but um, he had a pretty nice game from what I saw. You know, guys like Leonard Williams, Logan Ryan, um, I expect more, not gonna lie. I mean, those are veterans that are paid very handsomely on this team, and we didn't see that much today. So honestly, for Leonard Williams and Logan Ryan, guys like that, James Bradbury even, I expect more. You know, Bradbury lit up a very big reception late in the game to uh, Devontae Parker, and I think Bradbury just had a pretty tough game overall. So I wasn't too impressed with him. Uh, Dexter Lawrence had a couple of nice run stops. I'll give him credit. Only had three tackles total, but they were some nice plays. You know, no one else really stood out too much on defense. Roche and Ojolari got sacks. That was good to see. Um, I think Quincy Roche played a nice game all around. I will say that. It wasn't just one play. I think Roche played a nice game today. So um, the rookies got involved there getting sacks. That was good. But, you know, the Giants defense did what they could. It kind of went the way I expected it, where the Giants offense would put up like no points and the Giants defense would have a pretty nice performance. You know, holding a team to 20 points in the NFL today is a pretty good accomplishment. So I know the Giants offense scoring nine doesn't help, but... You know the Giants' defense put them in a spot to win. Any any competent offense should should have been able to should have been able to compete with their defense holding the opposing team to 20 points. So I'm not really disappointed by the Giants' defense today. And you know, as I said, some guys have to step up. Of course, the guys that are paid more. But you know, I mean, if the Giants had a decent offense, they could have won this game easily. So I can't really sit here and blame the defense. I'll put it that way. Um, we'll get to Joe Judge now. Why not? I mean, Joe Judge. I wrote down a couple of sequences where. Um, the guy just made awful decisions. So Joe Judge had a punt on a fourth and two midfield. I, I don't know why. They were actually over midfield. I think it was like the 43-yard line of Miami or something like that. He had two, actually, two occasions where he punted on fourth and two or fourth and three and fourth and two. It was something like that, and they punted both times. I, I just I don't understand. Like, you know, Joe Judge is supposed to be a younger guy and, and pay more attention to the analytics, but we just don't see that. Like, he doesn't make these right decisions when you're supposed to, you know, when you're supposed to go for it, the guy doesn't go for it. I'm not I'm not saying that as like a Madden player. It's like, no, these other coaches that are smart literally go for it on these situations. So, you know, people will look at Joe Judge's situation and be like, he doesn't have the talent, doesn't have the players, but it has nothing to do with the players or the talent as to why he won't go for it in obvious fourth down situations where you should go for it. That's not a talent issue. That's just you not being a smart head coach, you know, not having the balls to do it. There was a, uh, this was bad. There was a call timeout on a third and 20 on their own seven. Then they proceeded to have a false start on the next play. So it's a third and 20 with Mike Glenn and you're probably not getting it anyway. So they call a timeout and then coming out the timeout, they have a, um, a false start. It's just, you know, it, it comes down to calling timeouts at a terrible time and having no discipline. The Giants' discipline's been terrible. Joe Judge was supposed to be supposed to be a disciplined type of head coach, 
And he hasn't been. I, I just, you know, the Giants make mental mistakes more than anybody, it seems like. And Joe Judge, the coaching definitely is is part of the problem with that, you know? You're supposed to sign players that are going to, you know, be the type of players that will fit your system and smarter players, and they're just not, I don't know, they're just not, like, they're just beating themselves mentally all the time. I just don't get it. And, of course, there was the play right before the end of the first quarter where Joe Judge calls a timeout for God knows what reason, and the quarter was about to run out anyway. So basically, the quarter was going to run out, but instead of that, Joe Judge said, nonsense, I'll waste a timeout. So that's three instances right there where Joe Judge makes idiotic decisions, and I'm trying to avoid being like the I want Joe Judge fired guy because I don't think he's getting fired. I'd rather just like, I don't know, I want to be fair to the guy, but like he has looked so bad this year. And it's come to a point where I think the best thing for the Giants might be to move on from Joe Judge. I don't know. I I just, I can't sit here and give you guys a reason as to why I think Joe Judge is a good head coach. I don't. And some of the crap he says at the podium after the game is so stupid. He'll sit there and be like, oh yeah, I was pretty pleased with what I saw from the offense today and we're moving in the right direction. Like he says the same crap. It's like Ben McAdoo every week just repeating the same stuff and it makes no sense. He's blatantly lying to us, lying to the media. I mean... I just, I can't stand it, you know? Like, I don't know who the better head coaching candidate is. I don't have a name in mind, but there's got to be someone better out there than this guy. Joe Judge looks lost. I just, you know, he looks like a head coach that's in over his head, and if he was, you know, fired tomorrow, I wouldn't care. I really would not care if Joe Judge was gone. I'm not going to say I want him gone. I don't, I don't want to go there yet. I'll wait till after the season to have my opinion about that unless something get really bad happens. But um, he has shown me nothing to think he's a good head coach right now. I don't know what to say. I, I just can't sit here and be like, Joe Judge is a good coach because of this and that. I, I don't, like, there's nothing I can say. I really can't. So, you know, last year I would have died for this guy. And now it's like, eh, I don't even care if he's here anymore. So it's a very... You know, doing a 180 on the guy here, but it's his own fault. Joe Judge is doing nothing as a head coach to prove to us Giants fans that he's worth giving a damn about. You know, he's the type of guy that's like, I want to put out a product to make, uh, put a product on the field to make the New York and New Jersey area happy and proud. I'm not happy and proud. Like, watching this team is a freaking joke. It's an embarrassment. I, I almost wish I slept till 4:15 today, so I missed the whole game. You know, would have done me a favor. Thanks, Nyquil. But. Damn, I mean, it's 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 bad. Like, we we could do better at head coach, I'm going to say. We could do better. And I'm sure the Giants will go into this offseason and screw it up once again and have the head coach and GM on a different timeline because why not? That's what John Merritt does. I think if the Giants were to, if the Giants want to do what's best for the Giants, they'll get rid of Gettleman and get rid of Judge. That's what I think, all right? That's what I think right now. So, you know, nothing shows me that if we let Joe Judge leave, he'll go to a different organization and win three Super Bowls. You know, it's the same thing with Daniel Jones. I don't see Daniel Jones leaving this Giants organization and going being a great quarterback somewhere else. I know a lot of people think that way. I don't. I just don't think the guy's that good. So, you know, there's there's certain people that I just don't think are worth bringing back next year. And I think the Giants would definitely benefit because of it. And I said it before on, on Twitter. I think Gettleman leaving, I think Judge leaving, I think Jones leaving and Saquon leaving, probably the best four things that could happen for this organization. It's not going to change everything for the better right away. This has to be a rebuild, guys. This has to be a rebuild. This Giants team is not going to be that good next year unless there's some miracle turnaround 
and the Giants, I don't know, hit on every single draft pick and sign a couple free agents that turn into God, it's just probably not going to happen. This team's heading for another one or two year rebuild, and I just think it's time to start over. I, I don't think we're going anywhere with the core of Judge, Gettleman, Barkley, Jones. I don't think that core is going anywhere. I, I just don't. It's like anytime I think about those guys, I think about losing and being in the wrong direction. I just, I can't stand it. Like, I just want to start over. And I'm not saying go out there and draft some random quarterback in the first round. No, what I want the Giants to do next year is get some bridge quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, perfect example. Sign Teddy Bridgewater, right? Trade Daniel Jones, sign Teddy Bridgewater, fill out your offensive line for a year, hopefully get it right, because hopefully we get a competent GM coming up here next year, and then get a quarterback next year in 2023. And then by hopefully 2024, you can actually compete. So I know it's sad as hell sitting here as a Giants fan and thinking like we might not be a competitive team by 2024, but that's the hole that Dave Gettleman and probably Joe Judge have put us in. Like this, this team is in such a bad spot right now there's not one or two players that's going to fix this organization. They, they have to have a rebuild, an actual rebuild, not one of these half-ass, let's try to win and let's try to rebuild type crap that Gettleman did. That stuff's not going to work. They have to actually hit the reset and get rid of the guys I just talked about and probably some more, and they have to get it right the next couple of years. It's not going to be a quick fix. We have to realize that. I know there's probably some older people out there that have seen a lot of bad football for the past 10 years, and they're like, I don't have much time on this earth. I want to see a winner, but they're not. That's they. They can't do it that way. I'm sorry. They they have to rebuild this the right way. They have to get a smart GM from preferably a different organization because everyone in the Giants organization, I have no reason to believe they're the right person. I don't know why I would think that way. So get a different GM outside of a different organization. Bring that guy in. Give him full control. Let him pick his head coach. Let him pick his quarterback. Let him trade the guys that need to be traded. And let's let's move on. Let, let's let's get this thing right by 2023, 2024. Let's go for that. I'm not going to sit here and say next season doesn't matter because it does. It, do, it definitely matters. But they got to move it in the right direction. You know, it can't be another year of like, you know, let's run it back with Judge and Jones. I know Gettleman's gone, of course. Let's run it back with those two and make some minor tweaks and hope we fix some things. No, this team needs a massive overhaul type change and that's why I almost think losing benefits the Giants more than anything. Because the more the Giants lose right now, the more it'll open John Mara's eyes and be like, oh, I need to make a big change here. Because John Mara, if the Giants go um, three and two the rest of the year, or two and three and end kind of respectably, John Mara might say, all right, we just have to get rid of Gettleman and we'll be fine, which is probably not the case. I don't think that's the truth. The Giants have to make major changes. And I don't think getting rid of just Gettleman is going to change anything. As much as I don't like Dave Gettleman, he's not the entire problem. He's a massive reason as to why we're here today. I get that. But um, the guy is not the entire problem. I do think there's other things, you know, like Joe Judge and Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and getting new offensive linemen. Like those things have to happen. I do. I do think that. You know, as much as I want Joe Judge and Daniel Jones to work here, I just don't think it's going to happen. That's my honest opinion. Right? I, I'm sorry to be an ass and look like a fake fan when saying this, but that's just how my heart genuinely feels. Like That's what my brain tells me when I'm watching these games is that these guys ain't that good and they're not going to get us anywhere. So, yeah, I, that's pretty much how I feel, and I want what's best for the Giants. I'm not trying to fit some narrative because I didn't want Daniel Jones back in 2019. That's over and done with. I just don't think that the guy's that good of a quarterback. And I know, like, we shouldn't be talking about Daniel Jones because he didn't play today, but still, like, it's the Giants quarterback position is a big part of this future, and 
I think it has to happen. You know, like I'm not going to sit here and say everything's Daniel Jones's fault because it's not. They gave this kid, you know, terrible head coaches, terrible offensive play callers. His weapons have never been healthy. His offensive lines have never been good. I, I understand all that, but I don't, I don't think Daniel Jones is that good. It's possible to have a bad situation and a bad quarterback. That's what I think the Giants have right now, a bad situation and a bad quarterback. Right. So people say like it's it's impossible to evaluate Daniel Jones. I think it is possible. I don't think the guy's that good. That's that's it. I don't think Daniel Jones sucks, but he's also not that good. That's how I feel about it. So hopefully they make the necessary changes. I'm not saying Teddy Bridgewater is going to come in here and change everything and make the Giants a great team. No, the Giants literally need a bridge quarterback next year, a guy that can fill in for one year. You throw him out there and he's competent. Maybe that is Daniel Jones. I don't know. Maybe Daniel Jones is the bridge quarterback next year. Although I just don't, I'm tired of watching him. I can't do another season of the guy. I can't, right? So maybe Daniel Jones is the bridge quarterback, right? We'll see. But they eventually need to get the quarterback position right in 2023 or 2024, whenever, because next year should be about building the offensive line. That's how it should have been 10 years ago, but still, that's what next year should be. Get the offensive line right, and then by 2023, right, so you, you build the offensive line in 2022 and get it right, then by 2023, you bring in a young quarterback that has a decent or pretty good offensive line in front of him. That's what I want to happen, so we'll see what they do. We'll see who the GM is. We'll see who the head coach is, the quarterback. A lot can change this offseason, I must say, Giants fans. A lot can change here. There's going to be a lot to talk about, a lot of speculation. It will be fun, but it also sucks being a terrible football team. So there is that. Um, so that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my rant. Congrats to Dolphins fans keeping your season alive and possibly making the playoffs here. It's five in a row for them now, so that's cool. Um, but yeah, that'll do it for the video. We play the Chargers next week. I expect to get our asses handed to us in L.A. So that's not going to be fun, but... Anyway, I'll talk to you guys next time.